Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we're going to continue the discussion about this idea that the claims of Christianity are exclusive and therefore arrogant and perhaps intolerant. Now, we already talked about on Monday's episode about how there are three different thoughts that I want to leave us with over the course of this week about this kind of a statement. And the first was to consider the fact that even though this is often framed as if it's a Christian problem, that Christians are the ones who are arrogant and intolerant for having a quote-unquote exclusive worldview, the reality is that every other worldview is in at least one sense, if not in many senses, just as exclusive. Because every worldview, whether it's a religion or a a non-religious worldview like an atheist or an agnostic, they all would make a similar statement that they think that the way that they see the world is right and that people who don't see it the same way are wrong. So does that mean that everyone is arrogant and intolerant? I don't think so. I think that this is an emotional and rhetorical attack against Christians designed to disrupt our equilibrium and to maybe get us to back off the exclusive claims of our faith. And it's those claims that I actually want to look at because while we could turn the question around, like we discussed on Monday's episode, and we could ask the person and say, hey, I I would love to share with you my answer to your question, but I would also like to ask you, don't you think you're right and that I'm wrong? And if you do, then isn't that arrogant? Isn't that intolerant? That's where we could start. But I don't think we want to stay there. We really do have good answers for this. And one of the things that we want to get into, and this is our second thing to think about, is that we aren't the ones that are making the claim to be the only right way as Christians. I am not the one claiming or or creating this idea that the way I see things is right and everyone else is wrong. That's not my claim. It's Jesus's claim. And as a Christian who claims to follow Jesus, all I am doing is agreeing with him and his teaching and perspective on this matter. I want to give you a bunch of verses to look up and to think about because to to illustrate the point that this is a claim of Jesus, not of Christians. So the first would be John 14, 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is making the claim to be the exclusive and only means of getting to God. So again, it's not our claim. It's Jesus's claim. In Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23, Jesus is teaching and says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do 
the will of my father. And those who are on that day are saying to me, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, I, I never knew you. This idea of what Jesus is saying is that he is the gatekeeper of the kingdom of heaven. He is the one who is making the decisions and who is deciding who is going to gain entry. And it's on the basis of who really knows him. So Jesus is the, the arbiter and the gatekeeper of the kingdom of heaven itself. Luke 23, verses 42 and 43 is another example where Jesus turns to the thief on the cross and says, Today you will be with me in paradise. And this is after the thief says to him, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And those words are important because from the thief's perspective, heaven, the afterlife, wherever Jesus was going, belonged to him. It was his And Jesus agrees with this and says, oh, you'll be with me. So think about it from this perspective. As far as Jesus was concerned, he thought that not only was he the gatekeeper of heaven, as we saw in Matthew 7, that all of the heavenly realm was his. It belonged to him. It was his kingdom. Acts 4.12, Peter says, there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. From Peter's perspective, and this is, I think, rightly based on the teaching of Jesus that he observed as an eyewitness, Peter says, Jesus is it. He's the only way. There is no other means of salvation except through Jesus. And lastly, John six sixty eight. When Jesus asks his disciples, are you going to leave me too? After he teaches some difficult things and many of his followers leave him. And the disciples say to him, Jesus, who are we going to go to? You alone have the words of eternal life. And again, this idea that Jesus and only Jesus is the means of salvation. Eternal life can only come through Jesus and no one else. So we see here that it's As I said, a claim that we're not making as Christians, Jesus was making right back in the very beginning. And as Christians who take the Bible and the words and sayings of Jesus seriously, all we're doing is taking what he says at face value, and we're agreeing with his claim to be exclusively the way of truth. So if someone has a problem with the Christian claims, they don't have a problem with us. They have a problem with Jesus, and that's a valid point to make, and I think it's worth bringing up with these scripture references so that we can direct the conversation and the questioner back to Jesus. I hope you'll join me Friday as we wrap up this discussion with one more thought to think about.